Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. ButcherBox makes it super easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty. And ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your front door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use code WP. All right. If you know me, you know I'm a huge fan of cooking. If you don't know me, guess what? I'm a huge fan of cooking. I love hunting because I love to cook. Like I love butchering an animal and processing the food and cooking the food almost as much as I love hunting. Maybe maybe the same amount. Like it's literally, I love it that much. One of my favorite things to make is chili. And I'm about to show you on this special edition of Gearbox Talk exactly how I make my double smoked venison chili. Sit down, get ready. It's a delicious show. Before we go on though, I got to tell you something and you knew this was coming if you've been here a while. I got to tell you to join Go Wild. You can find other awesome recipes on this app. You can find what gear other people are using. You, if, you, if you had a really crappy season, you didn't kill anything, guess what? We can help you get there next season. It's a whole community of people who are talking about how to hunt, how to get better, how to fish. Everybody that's like-minded like you, they love all the same stuff that you do all on this platform. And if you join today by going to downloadgowild.com, and create an account we're gonna give you ten dollars loaded to your account just for giving it a try so come try it out come join us at go wild all right this is gearbox talk with me your host brad luttrell and through Thanksgiving. Still got a little bit of leftovers. Dude, but really? we are coming into one of my favorite times of the year. No, it's not rabbit season. <laughs> it's chili season. It's not ice ice fishing season in no. Kentucky. We don't we don't get that too often. That's no like, no hard water here. No. Maybe once in my life. It is chili season. Yep. And I've been telling you before we sat down here, because you didn't really know what we were going to talk about today. 
And the I have come up with what I think is the best venison chili, and I'll take it one level higher. I think it's the best chili that I've had. Other people have talked about it. So this isn't just yeah. coming from you. Yeah. I mean, I, I won the uh, prestigious <laughs> – Oology uh, chili cook-off two years in a row. The only reason I lost the third year is because they said I had an ego and they conspired against me. I lost about one vote. So they needed to put you in check. Yeah, yeah. Like literally they were like, oh, which one is Brad's? And they're like, that one, number 18. <laughs> they're like, okay, I'm not voting for that one. Like, I recognize the crock pot. I'm staying away. <laughs> <laughs> like literally they conspired against me. But it's it's gotten to be such a thing that my my friends know that I make a really good venison chili. Uh, coworkers here have had it. I don't, I don't know yeah, if you've had good, this man. one. Yeah, it's, it's like good. It, it stands out because it is a double smoked venison chili that does not use ground. Yeah, that's the part that was surprising to me when we were talking about it. Yeah, no ground meat. That's yeah. that's what makes it interesting. And, and you can argue that maybe, and this is a valid argument. You could say that ground meat is better for chili. And I'm like, yeah, traditional chili. This isn't meant to be traditional. In fact, I serve this with like sharp cheddar. You know, it's, again, like hitting you in the face with something you might not be expecting. Most people expect, like, a super fine, mild cheddar. I'm like, it's super powerful and flavorful. Um, it honestly, the part of the reason it has won those awards and people do remember it is because it's so different. So, you know, if you want to, like, this is a great appetizer. You can mm-hmm. actually take the leftovers, pour it over nachos, throw in some cheese um, mm. once it's hot. Dude, it's killer. That and people good. will remember it versus, like, any other chili, like, a chili is a chili is a chili in yep. some ways. In some ways, right? Yep. It's funny to me, like, you, you see chili competitions now, and people are trying to figure out how can they put a crazy pepper or some kind of chocolate into it. you got to be memorable. Yeah. The same thing with, like, a wing competition or anything. You know, you're trying to make something that the judges are not going to forget. So, um, I guess I'll tell you how I do this, first of all. So, uh, actually, I did this this year. I switched up my seasoning, and I did it with the bruiser blend, first of all. So, like, the the this is going to be – you can do this with whatever. It doesn't have to be bruiser blend. You want something with a little bit of pow. Um, I like the tacticality stuff. You've heard me say this a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I like that it's fine and coarse. So it gets it gets deep penetration into the meat for flavor. It's not going to just fall off. But it also has a coarse blend to it as well, which allows, if you're going to sear or anything, it gets a nice bark to it. Um, I didn't sear this one. I just smoked the meat. So uh, th- there's kind of a couple processes here. You noticed I said double smoked, right? So the the chili itself is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roast or, or smoke the meat, and this is great for like those little small cuts that mm-hmm. that can kind of uh, you know they they might go away uh, or like they, they might not you might not know what to do with them. You might throw them in a grind pile or whatever. Uh, these I, I'll take like three or four of those and try to get like what is that? What did I do here? I, I wrote it down because I'm I've shared this recipe with another company. They were they were asking me about it. Um, you're trying to get like four or five pounds of meat. Like, so you, you know, you want to have uh, enough to where you like a large bowl. And then, you know, you can add what you want to the the uh, meat. You might save some. You don't have to use it all. But I'll, I'll, I'll smoke it. I'll bring it up to about um, 100. What I do? This I smoked it at 225 with applewood. It's very important to pull the meat out of the fridge at least 30 minutes before you put it on the smoker. The, the creosote will, will adhere to that cold meat, and it'll make it bitter. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very important part of it whenever you smoke. You're going to smoke it to about 125, and people are like, but Brad, you're undercooking the meat. Here's why. This is not a grind that's just going to continue to, like, tenderize and fall apart. You know, we're taking a roast, which can get chewy if it gets overcooked. So I like to undercook this. You could even go as low as 120. Uh, I'll, I'll smoke it to about 125, and I'll pull it out, and I'll just set it out. 
And now, and by the way, we're going to put this recipe, <laughs> this is in the show notes. <laughs> take, take your notes. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to worry about like writing down the transcription or anything. Um, but now what I do, um, and this is where it gets like real unusual for a chili recipe, I will take my big green egg, take the uh, grate off, and I'll put my Dutch oven in there, and mm. I'll bring it, uh, and I'll add more wood, bring it up to 300 degrees, and and some, you know, if you're doing real charcoal, which is best, uh, yeah. you know, you you need to wait until that gets out of that green smoke. When the smoke is blue, this is important for the meat too, and I have this list in the recipe. When the the smoke is blue, now you're ready. So I take uh, with with my chili, I start throwing in, you know, all of my t- tomatoes. This is a big part of this recipe that. Again, for my recipe, makes it stand out. You don't have to do it this way, but I save my. You know, the end of the year in, in the garden, you're pulling tomatoes at a rate you cannot eat them. Yeah, you right? can't even give them all away. You can't even give them away. They're going bad. So what I do, I freeze every one of them. I just throw them in a freezer bag. I don't even wash them. And then some people are like, Ew, but like I don't <laughs> use pesticides or anything. So like if it looks clean, I throw it in because I know what I'm going to do with it, which is blanch it, which is boiling water. The yep. skin's going to come right off later. So I'll just have like gallon bags of, of tomatoes. And so for this recipe, you'll see that it calls for just blanched tomatoes. And again, I have, I have it explained in here how to do this with, with canned or, or if you don't have canned, I, I have all that documented. The best thing to do though, is to save those garden tomatoes. And then dude, the flavor, like the, you know, the, I mean the flavor difference between garden tomatoes, and anything you get in the store, no. there is no, di- like I won't eat tomatoes from a store. I won't. I just won't do it because they're not as good, right? Um, the garden tomatoes, though, are super rich. So that's like the base. You know, you've got really good meat now and really good tomatoes, which is an important base of the chili. Mm. So I get about five to six of those together, boiling and blanching those on the stove. But on the Dutch oven, you know, you're putting in all your peppers. It's got a lot of kidney beans in it. Um, and, and it's as you're adding all these ingredients in, it's, it's a smoking, you know, so you're pulling in, especially like at first you're just cooking hot. You're kind of cooking those peppers. You cook them for about 20 minutes and start getting them to soften up. Then you, when you add the beans and the tomatoes and I've got barbecue sauce in this thing, uh, when all that stuff comes in there, now you're going to come back every 30 minutes and you're, it's like folding in the cheese, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like that. You're going to stir it and that just keeps folding in that smoke flavor. Yeah. And so, so this, this, at the end of the day, you end up with this, this chili that the meat was smoked, the the chili itself was smoked. I don't cover this thing at all for three hours, and I'm every thirty minutes I'm bringing Just it down, and it. so that that top will will get that layer of smoke on it, and you know it kind of firms up a little bit. You you fold it down into there, and so you're pulling in that smoky taste, and. After about three hours, most of your juice is cooked off. You don't want to get to the point where it's like none left because you you know what happens with chili. Like the next day, it thickens up a lot. Yep. So I, I get to a point where it's like mostly reduced, and then I'll pull it, which is usually about three hours. Uh, the, I have it in here, but you're going to put the meat in at the end. If you put it in too soon, you're going to overcook it, and it's going to be tough. Chewy. Uh, I've done that one time, and it was regrettable. Yeah. Um, this is wor- the worst. It, like, killed this recipe. So I have it very carefully documented in this uh, of when to put it in. You don't want to do it any sooner. Uh, you really, like, right in the last, like, 15 minutes is okay because all you're doing is getting it to heat up a little bit and cook a little bit to the end. And – uh, you know, when you when you microwave it, if you cover it good to reheat it, if you want to do it that way, you can do a quick reheat um, on like you know, a couple different times, two minutes at like half power, and keep stirring it, and you'll you'll avoid cooking that meat. If you go full speed for like six minutes to reheat this, you're gonna end up with those big chunky chewy bites. Yeah. So you gotta be careful. But I promise you guys, I promise you, promise you, promise you, if you'll take the time to do this, it is the best chili you'll have. 
Uh, you ask about how spicy it is. It is spicy. So I've dialed this back for sharing purposes because uh, I don't want to light somebody's family on fire yeah. but like, I, like I often do to mine. Uh, I've got stories of like my kids crying. Callous tongues at this yeah. point. <laughs> oh, I've like uh, also like I'll cook jalapenos and and I've had like my babies. Like every one of my babies have suffered from a uh, basically a chemical bomb in yeah. my house. Um, I've dialed this back. You can take out the jalapeno if you don't like that. Uh, I actually took the hot sauce out altogether. I used to do like a little bit of hot sauce in there. I don't really think that's necessary anymore. Um, so I, I this is my tweaked recipe. This is like I've refined this down to what I think works really, really well. So uh, we'll put the link into this in the show notes. I'm going to put a link to the seasoning in here that I really like for this. That that seasoning is also just gangbusters. I've eaten it on uh, – my, my buddy gave me a bunch of beef steaks like or like a quarter of a cow. I've eaten it on that. Uh, I put it on potatoes. I, I love this seasoning. Love yeah. it, love it, love it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to throw all this in the comments, and people can try it out. and Post it on Go Wild. Let me know what you think. Yeah, believe the hype, guys. This chili is really good. And like Brad said, it's something different. It's a little bit more complex uh, having the different cuts of meat. Well, and, you know, grind takes work. If you don't have grind, you're like, oh, I can't make chili. But now you actually have a way to do it. And, again, you're going to slice it paper thin. That meat's going to go in there, and it, it's it's going to be memorable. Yep. It's a family. It's a new family memory. The first time you have Brad's <laughs> double, double smoked venison chili. Remember the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll put this all in the show notes. I appreciate you all uh, checking it out and trying it. See you guys.